Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight to dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. At Salem State University, which is in Salem, Mass. What better place to have you know, paranormal and horror event. I like it. Ah, that's the that's that's the perfect place, man. You, I take it you've been there before, right? You live in the, that New England area. I live in Connecticut. Well, I'm like two and a half, three hours away, but we did it last okay. for the first time. We had, you know, some okay guests, and it really did really well. A lot of people came. This year we have um, a, a horror actress doing her first ever New England appearance. You know, they they they. They get a taste of these signings, and they love conventions once they do it once. Uh, Tara, <laughs> Tara Buckman, she was the mom in Silent Night, Deadly Night. She was in Extra, yes. Freddy's Nightmares, uh, Buck Rogers. She has a lot of really cool credits. And uh, we met a couple months ago at um, at a convention in Maryland, and I said, why don't you do more of a genre event? You know, I do the parent. She said, yes, that was it. She's coming over. It was quick. So, we got her. We got the amazing Kreskin. The I saw original, that. How'd you land that one? The original OG mentalist, right? <laughs> yes, yes. We've we've been friends for years, so it's just nice to get okay. him out of you know get him out of his coffin and get him to do a show with us. And he signs books. You know, he he reads people's minds. He's the it's just I, I wish he I wish the book he wrote is how he does it because he still has right. can still. You know, walk into a room and, and and tell people their names and where they're from, and it's scary. I've seen some of those guys give interviews before and say how they do it, and I still don't get it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like card counting, I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're this the the one that's in Salem. I think your tickets are like super cheap, like twenty bucks to get in or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Unless you want to do a. Um, VIP coming an hour earlier, then it's like 25, and that gets you first. Okay. Crack, wow! First crack at all the vendors, and uh, first you know signings with all the guests, and you get front row seats at all the things. Yeah, it's it's reasonable. You know, we're having it in a college. It's a university. I do things a lot different than a lot of conventions where guests are in one room and vendors are in another room, mm-hmm. and the museum is in this room, and a stage. Everything's in a large, large auditorium. So if you're at you know a table and you're checking out the horror merch or your tarot card readings, whatever you're doing in that room, you're not missing the guests who are on stage talking. You're not missing Lance, oh. you know, grabbing a snack to eat. You're not missing anything while <laughs> while things are going on. And you know that's that's how I kind of like to do the shows, and they they prove to be really successful because the guests and the and the vendors and the fans and the attendees, it's more of an intimacy. It's more like you know everybody's one. There's not levels of where you got to be, you know, with VIP rooms and stuff like that. You don't so, miss no, anything. We've seen we've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So what what about the book? You got any got any other list you're working on? So we we we're gonna refresh everyone's memory, and it's the book of top ten horror list was the one that came out right after COVID, where a hundred celebrities gave me their top ten favorite lists. And that, I mean, it's still doing real well. You know, I, I bring them to conventions, sign copies. You can get it on Amazon. But the most recent one is True Ghost Stories of Connecticut, where else, where I'm from. And it's uh, literally the firsthand paranormal accounts of individuals who experience the occurrences. What I did, guys, here was, um, you know, there's books for Everywhere you are, you know, ghost stories of Louisville, ghost stories of Honolulu. And what do those do? They pretty much tell you just about the haunted places, you know, like right. the, the haunted, you know, Brian Stitcher house. They they tell you about the place, but they don't tell you what happened in the place. They might give you the history. They might give you the location. They might say it's haunted because someone died there. In this book, people who visited these places or had the occurrences in their homes or hospitals or wherever tell you the story that happened. And my criteria was it had to have something to do with Connecticut and it had to be true. I didn't want, you know, an embellishment. I didn't want, oh, this is going to be even scarier <clears throat> if I write it this way. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wanted them to tell me the true story as it happened to them, as they, and then, you know, I'll, I'll correct the grammar. I'll throw in a photo if needed. And uh, people just, Freaking love it. And you don't have to be from Connecticut or associated with Connecticut. You just got to love a, a great ghost story. You got to love history. And it's really been good. And look who look who did the um, – it's backwards. Look who did the forward, the amazing Crest. There you go. <laughs> nice. You guys are tight. So, yeah. So that, that it all ties together. Yeah. I predicted that that one was going to be a bestseller. So let's put it to the test. <laughs> It's a bestseller among people who love ghost stories in Connecticut. <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like a good well, we get. a good deal for ghost stories because there's a lot of those books that I start reading and it, it that's it's just the history about the house or whatever and this is haunted because of this or whatever. But yeah, like the mm -hmm. actual Fun. eyewitness encounters sound great. You know, I'm so glad you say that because I go to like libraries and I'll do you know I'll tell them about myself and then I'll read a few things from the book. And when I picked those, I picked the book, the stories to include in the book that I knew would have, for lack of a better word, a wow factor, you know, where people, yeah. were, where they heard the buildup, then what actually happened, they go, wow. And I see the reaction when I do the readings at the libraries and I see the people react to it. And well, I know I got the sale on the spot, but I know, that, I know <laughs> that I did it right because the results that you get visually and, and from the interaction of the people at the libraries or at conventions or at senior centers or at schools or wherever I'm, you know, doing the book program. And that's been a big charge, you know, because there's not a convention during the week. I can't be at, you know, places. But during the week, libraries love to have people, you know, who've written books who are good storytellers and, you know, funny and, and charismatic like me. <laughs> so I've been having fun with that. Kevin, I'm putting you to sleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah. No, we got we got Nez here. Uh, Nez, this is Crypt Master Chucky. Hey, how you doing? Good, my friend. How are you? Sure uh, I could be better, but I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Love the maiden shirt, bro. Yep, I gotta represent for us old schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
tell us about the uh, tell us about the Transylvania tour. So this is actually the 25th anniversary, 25 years of bringing people on the Dracula tour to Transylvania. Our vampire vacation goes to uh, Romania for people who may not really know that there is a Transylvania. It's the real deal. What we do is we follow in the footsteps of Bram Stoker's Dracula novel. You know, Jonathan Harker, the way he goes up Borgo Pass and he goes into the Carpathian Mountains and he visits the cast. All that, we combine the the lore, the fantasy, the fiction of Dracula with, watch this, watch this, with the Vlad Tepish, Vlad Impeller yes. truth, the history. And it combines for like the ultimate trip. And at 25 years strong, people are, are just loving, they, they go on it and they come back. And they say it's the greatest tour they've ever been on. You know, you can go to a convention and you can read a book, but to actually go to, you know, Vlad's castle where, you know, all the all the things ha is the ruins now. But going to Brashoff where Vlad put people on stakes and impaled them or going to the black church of this place and going to um, Bram Castle, which is that beautiful, amazing vampire-esque castle that you see in all the movies you know people are kind of living out their their you know horror fantasy this is like the ultimate trip for people who have you know the wherewithal to travel and go on a, a vacation where my tour guide i did it for 12 years but i'm too involved now with um halloween stuff here in the states to be able to go on every trip but my tour guide who reps me um radu uh is this amazing romanian historian <laughs> You're, you're laughing. Of it's real name. It's like you know, John here is Radu there. He hosts it. He's a professor of history, so he knows every bit of you know Eastern European you know uh, civilization. He tells that. He knows everything about Dracula and the and the whole legend and everything about Vlad. So with him on board, you know, even when I used to do the trip. He was always the one who did the talking. I was the one who would make jokes and, you know, be the social guy to make sure that everyone, you know, when everything was done at midnight, still had a party to go to. But he's the one who makes sure that people have the ultimate vacation. And it, it's been successful. People just go year after year and love it. That's awesome. Cool. Well, well, we'll put all the links up in our Facebook group. Um, I think Brian's got a couple other spots. We can we can put those as well. So Absolutely. we'll get the word out, man. Think, thanks for joining. We uh, we usually start our show out with a cool of the week. I don't I don't want to put you on the spot, but anything you checked out this week or the last couple of weeks could be a movie, a book, anything, man. What's what do you want to? Mm -hmm. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I can't remember what I did last time. But my uncool of the week, and I don't know you guys are going to do it. Um, I was so disappointed by the three, the, 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 the second and third acts of the Exorcist uh, movie. Oh, that wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. The more I think about that one, the more disappointing it gets. <laughs> yes. The more I yeah. think about it, the more disappointing it gets. That's I can't sum it up better. And it started off and I'm thinking, whew, I'm into it. And then why? It just, oh, oh. So that's the uncool. The cool is that, um, you know, I've I finally gotten into Hulu. <laughs> so I'm checking back and i really thought that i had seen every one of the american uh, horror story um, set you know all the all the miniseries and i realized whoa i didn't see the last one called delicate and so i'm in the second or third one now and i'm i'm loving it already you know though 
every one of them has, even if they're not at their best, they have reasons to watch it and enjoy it. And I'm really into this one. So I'm looking forward to how it uh, unfolds yep. and what directions it goes. Yep, that series come up in talks before, hasn't it, Brian? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm enjoying the new season so far, what I've seen, so. Heard all good stuff. What what about you, Nez? Wrestling? I haven't watched anything. Um, <laughs> other than my... Well, I've been watching a bunch of come old on. movies, but... <clears throat> caught a cold somewhere. Oh, and no. To wrap it all up, I went to a show Saturday night and some fucking asshole slammed into me and fractured my ankle. So, oh, no. Oh, yeah. wow. Dude, um, you, not so cool you, in the look like, you look like an impenetrable force. I don't know how someone could have slammed into you and them not fallen over and gotten hurt. <laughs> I, I was um, leaning up against a rail, and he came like with a low shoulder tackle or something and just boom got me right in in my foot and i just kind of ah i got up and i moved it around really fast and i said it felt all right and then i stepped and i just couldn't put no pressure on it so oh my son and uh this other guy that was standing right there helped me out to the front and luckily they had a little emt section so that guy kind of checked me out and then just wrapped it up and said that's about as much as i can do so why don't you go to the ER? And I was like, uh, and then I didn't go to the ER until the next morning. I was tired when I got home and, uh, I slept all right that first night, but then once I got to the hospital, they did the x-rays and sorry, bro, you got a little fracture. And I was like, uh, so then I, I had to go see my doctor today and she's like, all right, well, okay. That's about as much as I can do. Now I need to send you to some specialists. So I'm like, of course. Uh, yeah. So now <laughs> it's I got to go see them. Has. Come on. Yeah, I got to go see them now for the final decision. But um, it's st- it still hurts, um, not as much as as when it happened, but uh, just Motrin. She said, take that and sit and watch TV. So Some I've been watching. Specialist. I mean, no, that was just my regular doctor, as well as the the ER, the ER doctor too. That's the, he told me the same thing. He goes, "Well, I can just tell you that it's fractured. That's about all I can do." I'm like, "Uh, so hopefully I don't have to have surgery or anything," which I don't think so. He said it, it, it doesn't look that bad. He goes, "It's it's not like it's like at the very bottom." Um, I don't think it's like uh, the the inside bone is the one somewhere at the bottom he said Ooh. it's like maybe that little the little knob part he said looks like it, it cracked because he didn't show me the the x-ray he was like he goes believe me if it was the the main main big bone part he said you'd be in your leg would have swelled up you would have been in excruciating pain so mm. so thankfully that and he said it doesn't look like i tore any ligaments or anything or muscles or whatever so we got to go get it all x-rayed again and see what the specialists say. So now I got to go that whole route. So as of now, he said, you're probably going to be out for maybe like about four weeks. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> so yeah. and that fix itself. It just like gonna some for a while. <laughs> my grandson, he's sick. He decided to throw up all night. And so now so everybody, cool of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, so now everybody's sick. <laughs> Nez, you look 20 years old. What kind of grandson? I wish, man. Thanks. Shoot, I'm 52. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but 
Um, as far as that was my not cool. As far as cool, um, there was a movie that I watched. I'm watching. I'm halfway through it now, and it's an old one that Brian and I are going to cover on 31 Days. So I don't want to uh, dive into it. But as of now, it's starting off pretty good. Hopefully, it stays good to the end. It's keeping my attention. But um, I would say that. But I don't want to say what it is until we're done. You didn't watch it yet, Brian. You gotta you? give us something, dude. Come on. TV 19- show, commercial. It was a movie. It was a movie. It came out. It was a movie. It came out in 1982. That's about as much as I could tell you. Uh, I was making sure you wasn't talking about the other one you wanted me to do. I don't know how that one kept your attention. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, this is a different one. So. All right, Nez, you gonna throw us a cool of the week or not, man? You that was it. That, that was it. it. What? Yeah, you got You're gonna cover later. Yeah, you gotta go over to the mystery uh, title. TBD. All right, over already to, a mystery title. You gotta go over to East Society so, and listen to Jesus. Our Thirty One Days of Horror. But all right, um, save, save us, Philip. Save yeah, us, Philip. Yeah, I, I actually got a couple of them that I watched this week because I caught up on some uh, some classic horror stuff. Man, I watched uh, since we did The Exorcist last week, um, or the week. I don't know. I lose track of days. Whenever the hell it was, uh, <laughs> I, I, I watched The Exorcist three um loved okay. it it's great father karis making a comeback it was it was a fun movie man it was definitely better than the second one <laughs> and uh i checked out some more i, I re-watched uh pet cemetery the remake and the original actually uh I, you know what the remake is not as bad as maybe we made it out to be do you need I, to go to the emergency room too? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was man. probably very inebriated when I was watching it, but <laughs> I watched it right after this Bloodline one. Yeah. I... See, okay, that's why because I watched the Bloodline and I was like, oh, who are these people? And so, like, because some of those same people pop up in the original Pet Cemetery, and then so I was trying to watch the new one to see if they popped up in that one. They kind of don't. They don't really give a whole lot in there, but uh. But yeah, some of those same characters were in the original Pet Cemetery, so that was kind of fun to watch. And uh, my not cool of the week, I can't even remember the name of the damn movie, but it was on Shudder. I think it was called Elevator Game, maybe? Does that sound familiar <laughs> to anybody? Uh, you you and Lance might have some it different does. opinions. I kind of liked it, man. I kind of I, I hated the idea, but I liked the execution. It was it like way. Disney Channel horror. <laughs> for me <laughs> like it was, I, towards the end it got a it got a little bit better and a little more interesting but like that first half was a bunch of setup with a bunch of snot-nosed kids that like you don't care about at all <laughs> and uh it it took forever to get that point and i was like what am i watching and uh, i went ahead and stuck it out and the, the ending kind of pulled it through a little bit but uh man it was okay it was kind of goofy. <laughs> Rough. Okay. We're off to a rip and start, Charles. See how we do it here? <laughs> I love it. Come on. Keep going. <laughs> Brian, Man. what you got? Uh, well, if you've already heard this, then you've uh, already heard me and Lance talk about our 31 days. So can't talk about any of those. But outside of the 31 days, me and my daughter, my youngest daughter, we checked out the new uh, Goosebumps series. Oh, it's nice. On. Goosebumps. All right. Yeah, it's on, it's on Disney Plus or Hulu. They're doing the, the simul 
streaming service thing. Justin Long's that, in that, right? Yeah, he's uh, one okay. of the main characters. Uh, I know there was a big deal with people. I'm not. I'm not. I was never really good into the book, so I, it doesn't matter to me or not. But there was a big issue when it came out that it wasn't going to be an anthology, different story every episode. It was going to be a continuous right. story. I don't have a problem with it. They're what I do know of the books. They're implementing them as the episode, as the story goes along. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Some of the character, some of the characters, and the show's not geared towards me. It's more geared my my youngest daughter's thirteen, so it's more her okay. age and a little little bit older. But it, it made it more fun watching it with her. That's wild uh, though. When did the Goosebumps books come out? They were like late eighties, right? Yeah, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I was like gonna. Say, I remember reading them in like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. So. How but the feel? the. I'm Phyllis, 40, Phyllis 26. 41, 42, okay. 41. Right. Yeah, I, I gotta Philly think about the it. Kid. <laughs> Philly the kid. But um, I'm enjoying it so far. I don't, I don't know if it's because uh, watching it with my daughter makes it more enjoyable. But it it does it. People that are complaining that it needs to be the like the originals, the, you know, watch it, try it out. You know, they're doing something different. They're not doing the anthology thing. They're doing their own thing, and uh, it's pretty cool so far. No Slappy. Have they? Yeah. Slap, Slappy's ask. he's on the poster, so okay. I don't know if we we have he's in there somewhere. Yeah, it, it came out last Friday, and they I don't understand they dropped five episodes, like neither drop one episode or drop the whole thing. Yeah, five was kind of weird, but it's supposed to be a ten episode series, so. We'll be we'll be keeping up with it. And she, I'm rewatching the Chucky series. She wanted to get into that nice. too. So. Oh, we need to see Chucky versus Slappy. Ah. <laughs> well, both both of them are in my living room right now. Stay yeah. watch. They they stare at me when I'm watching TV. I I'm putting my oh, money on Chucky. Wow. <laughs> my my grandson, my oldest grandson Daniel, he loves Chucky and Slappy. So. Mm-hmm. Last oh, Christmas, last Christmas he suckered me into buying them. I don't know if he's scared of them because they're it's still in the box, <laughs> and the box is right under the TV, and he's just staring at me. But he's the the happy looking good guy Chucky, so I'm okay with that. But Slappy, no, nah, I don't like those <laughs> ventriloquist dummies. <laughs> My grandma used to have one when I was a kid. Man, I used to play with it. It was fucking crazy looking. It looked like a Slappy doll, like no joke. <laughs> First uh, great one was uh, the one with Anthony Hopkins, Magic. Magic, sure. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great movie. That, that trailer scared me. <laughs> the TV spot. <laughs> right. All right, I'm going to make it short and sweet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a Philip again and go comedy. Uh, last night, the wife and I checked out Office Space. And oh, it never classic. loses its appeal. What? Once again, proving 1999 was the greatest year in film ever. Between that and yeah. Matrix, Blair Witch Project. I know you guys don't agree, but I thought American Beauty was great. That was of course, yeah. Kevin Spacey yeah. turned out to be the real horror story. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, fun charges movie. Dropped, Cult though. classic. So, there's that. What's that? said charges dropped on him, I think. So there's that. Yeah. I don't know if that we'll makes see. it not true or not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't picked, never I know just, these days, I just days, picked man. up the um, 
Steelbook for Blair Witch Project and the oh, nice. last one, Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Walmart got me. I walked in there just to look at the movies, and I said, damn it, a Steelbook. I didn't care for Blair Witch, but the Blair Witch Project was good. I'm mad that they didn't put all three of them in there, but I don't know. Yeah, they uh, saw you coming. <laughs> is that is that you done, Lance? Yep. Well, we can segue to news. Uh, I was going to ask you, Nez, uh, how do you feel that Best Buy is no longer going to sell physical media in the stores or, or online? Oh, so that, that's it now? Yeah. Starting oh, well, er, early 2024. Well, Walmart, man, like we talked about it before. I don't know what show we did, but <laughs> um, yeah, Walmart, man, they're stepping the game up and they're coming out with steelbooks now. So they're going to get me there. Uh, I just want them to come to my Walmart because my Walmart's hit and miss in this small town. But I just ordered Prey. Uh, they restocked their Prey uh, 4K steelbooks, the best mm. buy. So I had to get mine before I couldn't because I'm not spending a hundred and something that those fools wanted on eBay. So I'm glad I didn't. But Charles, before we go further, is that what's that? Who's that stand up behind you? You tell me. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I saw was the mouth. Yeah. I thought it. I thought it was. Um, okay, quite Paul, right. Paul, I thought it was Paul from Slipknot. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> the, bass, the bass player. I thought it was him. I, I didn't see the top of his head. We'll keep it further so he can uh, get a full full view. <laughs> you mentioned. You guys mentioned Kevin Spacey. We were watching. I was watching my kids. Uh, seven. And they recognized. I was like mind blown. I said, "You guys didn't read the credits, no." They recognize his voice from a, of the phone call before they wow. show, before they show that he's the serial killer, and uh, I was really blown away. That I had to show them something um, years years ago um, after John Lennon died. There was something called "Come Together," a tribute to John Lennon at Radio City Music Hall, and I was a seat filler for that. Where, you know, when a, a star got up, I took their place. I went in a tux and all that because it was aired on TV. And he sings John Lennon like no one. It was like mind blowing. So Really? No um, way. Something to make a note of is Google Kevin Spacey singing like mind games or something. He's amazing. Huh. Would not have what? expected that. <laughs> What's, where, where, what state are you in? I'm in a state of confusion and Connecticut. Okay. <laughs> All right. Continuing with the news, um, the Exorcist movie, uh, Charles, you mentioned it earlier. Is it not cool of the week? Shocking news. David Gordon Green will probably not direct the sequel. He shouldn't direct anything ever. <laughs> yeah, he's done. Maybe Office Space 2. He should not do horror. <laughs> Which, with the low box office, I'm still not 100% faithful in the sequel even happening. So Yeah. They've already announced it. I guess that doesn't mean anything, huh? No, they, they don't have to make it. And I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the people are not going to get upset that they didn't make the, the sequel. They announced the whole Universal Monsters universe. And that oh, that's right. Yeah, that's they, right. They, they killed that after one movie. <laughs> they even had a photo shoot with all the actors. They were supposed yeah. to be all the characters. <laughs> I liked that movie. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> the Tom Cruise one? <laughs> yeah, I, I still it. think Wait, what's-his-name would have been Van a... Helsing uh, was, Van Helsing was considered the first of them. 
Not the Tom Cruise one. Oh, you, oh. That, the second, uh, t- uh, the first one was Van Helsing, which was supposed to be the start of the, you know, Universal Monsters again. And then um, what's his face did that Wolfman movie, which right. was oh, Benicio. Benicio del Toro. Yeah, yeah. It, pretty right. bad. And then uh, no, it never fly, never took off. And then uh, yeah, Tom Cruise we put a nail in that all together. Yeah, nail in the coffin. <laughs> Actually, there was there was one more. It was supposed to be uh, what's his name, Luke Evans. He did that Dracula movie. That's Dracula right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right, 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 right. I didn't that hate that out. as much as everybody else did either. <laughs> yeah, I liked all those. I liked all those movies. Van Helsing. That was a fun movie. Ten on it was ten. Just, it was just a crazy adventure movie. <laughs> right. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, VHS, uh, over. I think it was over in New York Comic Con, they already announced the seventh installment, and they're going sci-fi hey. horror this time. Oh. Mm, alien Isn't stuff, maybe, seen? huh? Didn't they already go sci-fi with that? In the third one? With that portal to another dimension? I yeah, I guess you'd call that sci-fi, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I, I think each episode, every episode is going to be sci-fi horror. And wasn't there an alien one with the the dog that had the, the second one? Yeah, the GoPro. They made a whole them? movie out of it. They made a whole movie out of the, that sequence. Remember? It did. Yeah, it came what out last that? year. What was that? Yeah, it wasn't very good, or I would have remembered. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just that scene, but extended. Like they told the backstory. Uh, Charles, can you help me out? Do you remember that one? Coneheads. Oh, I'm okay. I'll think of it. I'll I'll post it to the Facebook group, Brian. Okay. And as per usual, the past few weeks is not enough, not a lot of horror news going on. So I'll just finish up with uh, we talked about uh, the Halloween rights were being shopped around for a movie and new TV deal. Miramax has secured the television rights. Fucking Miramax. Wow. If they, it's good, from, if it's a good movie, it's a miracle. A TV series, Lance. Oh, TV okay. rights, and from Miramax what I understand, what, am I, what I understand, they beat out A twenty four. Oh, money talks with, with money, I guess. <laughs> Which was interesting news because I think it came out that A twenty four is trying to move into the blockbusters now, the bigger budget oh, films. No. Not I saw call. something that popped up. Well, I uh, some some preview that popped up for A twenty four that was that was very like comedy yeah like it did not match their persona at all i I think i read i think i read somewhere it's kind of a necessity for their business to grow yeah but but they're 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 not going to get away from the the what they're what you've come to know from a24 it's just they're going to get into the more bigger budgeted movies and they were they were trying to get the rights to halloween which uh, from what I understand, Miramax only got the television rights, but a quote from somebody from Miramax said they have a movie television series plan outlined. So I don't know if they're close to getting the movie rights. So mm. I'd like to see an A24 movie of Halloween. That'd be cool. Well, yeah. we're getting the A- A24 TV series of Friday the 13th on Peacock. All right. Well, let's see it. Should be a trip. Oh, I can't hear I can't hear Miramax without thinking Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think they'll show up. You never know. What do you think about all this, Charles? 
I'm waiting for 824 to put a pearl on Broadway. That's uh, that's the next step. <laughs> a musical right. comedy with, sure. a, with me and God. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, no one, no one, sex on stage. <laughs> everything I read about her, she probably will do do that movie or that Broadway play. Sure. As long as she can get dressed, uh, undressed and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, she's the Mac- scream queen of all time. When's Maxine coming out? Next year. It's that's awesome. another Next That's year. another Pearl X movie? It's yeah. the... Yeah, okay. Takes place after X. Yeah. Okay, cool. In the eighties, she, she went on to become a star in the eighties. Oh, makes sense. Porn, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the news. All right, Charles, you uh, you ready to get into the trailer part? I'm ready to leave. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're gonna... Brian's going to bring us the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. What what are we talking about tonight, Brian? Uh, the first one is uh, we got a little teaser trailer for a new Christmas horror fantasy comedy. IMDb has got it listed, all these genres. Uh, there's something in the barn. Okay. And let me double check because I think... This is the same director that did that uh, one uh, Christmas horror movie, uh, Rare Exports. Hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. I don't know. I saw that one. Love that one. And it is not. I was wrong. Because it, it kind of <laughs> gave me a Rare Exports feel. Got that r- Rare Exports vibe, huh? Yeah. This is directed by Magnus Martin. And... Don't see anybody of note in the cast, so it looks like a fairly unknown cast. It's like a, a Norwegian movie it's or a something? Norwegian movie. It's from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Charles, what did what did you think of the teaser? I didn't see the teaser. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm on Google as we're speaking, and and I love the images for it, but I did, I didn't see the the previews. I didn't see the teasers for it. Right. Yeah, I, it was an interesting enough looking trailer. I thought. I mean, mm-hmm. I. Yeah, so I mean, is I, it is it is it an elf or what? It, what's going on? Because it said yeah. it right there in the trailer, didn't it? it said Christ, Did it? Christmas elves or something? Yeah. Barn elf. That's why. <laughs> Barn elf. <laughs> that's why I thought this was a, a kind of like a semi sequel to Rare Exports because we got the the yeah. evil Killer Santa elf. Claus and that's that one and. He had his little minions mm-hmm. were his elves in that one, so I don't. I kind of thought that's what I was watching in the teaser. I mean, it looks interesting. At least they're not doing something that's been done a hundred freaking times before. Yeah, like The Exorcist. <laughs> All right, Lance. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just had to watch it. <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah, it looks I mean, fun. Looks fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll watch it. I mean, what else are we gonna watch? <laughs> so yeah, Christmas, well. Christmas horror movies are uh, slim pickings. <laughs> Something new. <clears throat> All right, just in time for Christmas. This comes out in November on the tenth. <laughs> okay. Which I never <laughs> understood why this. they do that. You got put that movie, movie away. <laughs> 
You got has that Christmas be, classic. <laughs> has to be top three worst remakes ever. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a remake. It, I don't know why they named it that. No. Yeah, like The Exorcist. <laughs> they didn't even need to name it that. But. When people do these like online petitions, there should have been one to change the title of that movie. It's not a Black Christmas. I movie. agree. I agree. They yeah. shouldn't be allowed to to use to use that name. There have been two movies that were both good in their own way, and then that piece of crap comes out. Just not not right. It's not right, Nez. I like it. <laughs> what's what's the actress's name? Imogen Poots. Imogen yeah. Poots. You're yeah. you're you're better than that. I know you're listening. She, she is, man. She's kind of yeah. awesome. Even though she's got a hilarious name and it makes me chuckle every time. Sure. But <laughs> yeah. Well, but the one, the one, great stuff. <laughs> the one she, the one she did, Vivarium, was yeah, really was good. good one. The one we talked about last. Yeah, week. she was uh, great in um, Green Room. Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome movie. And it's not a great movie, but she was she was pretty good in uh, what's what's the video game racing movie. With the uh, what's Speed his name Racer? from Breaking Bad? No, the one with Jesse Pinkman in it. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> Gran Turismo. No, that was the new I don't one. Know. There can't okay. be that many racing movies. There, are, I guess. Anyway, she, she was Days in it. She, she was not too bad in that one either. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Dang, it's going to kill me. I can't think of the movie. I don't know what to do with your hands. What's his name? Rami Rami Malik was in it, too. Come on, Charles. Help us out, man. No, I'm not not Googling quick enough. (laughs) (laughs) The the E Society guy, I mean, the F Society guy was in. Naz, how did I mess that up? Um, Oh, uh, Need for Speed? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Ah, that should have been one that I had bought. I love the game. <laughs> I, I, was guy think, a cigar. I was thinking of that new one that just came out. I said she was in that. I don't remember her. Uh, that has uh, the new one has uh, Hopper from Stranger Thing and Legolas. Yeah. All right, moving on to our final trailer: a new found footage horror movie titled Malibu Horror Story. Is it found footage? Yeah. According like to the com- trailer, look like look like a combo of both. Yeah. Yeah, According to the trailer, it was a found footage movie like we've never seen before. Uh, mm. I'll believe that when me shit turns purple and smells <laughs> like rainbow sherbet. <laughs> this is directed by Scott Stone and, again, another relatively unknown cast. Um, I didn't see anything in the trailer that made me think this was the, the future of found footage horror movies. It, kind of look like stuff i've seen before but yeah if it's if it's shot well and it's got good scares in it and of course you give a good reason why they're still filming then i'll be on board yeah i love found footage films but yeah what you just said uh if it gives a good reason why the filming continues there's never that good reason. It's just like, wait a second. Oh, the, oh, the camera was dropped. Okay, we'll continue the next half hour. Of that, yeah, that's that's the tough one. Why killings are still being done, and the person who's got the camera isn't like running away or doing any of it. Yeah, or you'll have the scene where they drop the camera and say they got to go back and get it. Right. And you're like, why? You're not using yeah. it for anything. 
because we have to keep the story going. That's right. <laughs> what do you think, yeah. Lance? I'm uh, I've I've been to watch it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just always keep thinking of that uh, that old Saturday Night Live sketch, The Californians. You guys ever seen that one? <laughs> Where they all have that bleach blonde hair like Ken, Ken and Barbie, and <laughs> they're all just looking at the screen. They're like, what? what? Yeah, man. So I don't know. Malibu Horror Story? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've seen it pop up. I think it's uh, doing the festival run, so maybe that's oh, why yeah. I'm sure it's, it's going to be word of mouth. It's a hundred like stupid name. percent <laughs> on Rotten Tomato? Uh, yeah, one what one person's one seen person it so far. <laughs> the, the the producer who invested in it already. Yeah. Exactly. Or the or his mother, right? His mom. The greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need is just one person, and then that's you get true. the next person to watch it. Right, and so on, and so on, and so on. <laughs> what did you think, Naz? Uh, it looks cool. I mean, I'll see it. I mean, I like pretty much every not every found footage movie, but I'll give them. I'll give him a shot. I mean, it looked cool. Just kind of reminded me of Blair Witch Project meets The Descent. But all right, I'll check it out. <laughs> sure. Was there anything in the trailer that was there anything in the trailer that made you think this was the next level of found footage horror movies? No. Okay. It's just the run of the mill. Same thing we've seen already. It's because I mean have it, the uh, Predator Vision. They had that in Descent as well yeah, as, uh, you know, they had the, they had the night vision. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's as long as it's scary and they don't overdo it. The thing that bugs me about found footage movie is all the zooming in so close. It doesn't need your camera doesn't need to be zoomed in that much if you're not trying to look at something far. If you're just turning to look at. Phil to see what he's if he's scared. I mean, it doesn't have to be zoomed in on you. That that's my only. You mean issue you don't have to the... be up close on his eyebrow? No, <laughs> I mean, there's no. If the if the camera like in Blair, Blair Witch, how she did it at the end, yeah. she had that like right in her face, and that was fine. But when you're looking around, trying that that's what bugs me. I mean, when when there's too much of that. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I like what they're doing. Um, or it could be everything. worse. Could be a tiny little spotlight, like uh, what was that one, Phil? The the outwaters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just looking at a flashlight the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my list to watch. Should I, should I take it off? No, it's it's no. not bad. It's just it, it's a okay. It's like uh, it's obnoxious to the eyes when you <laughs> when you. It's when one you of those like movies where you spotlight. you want to you want to rewatch it because you think there's something there. Okay, yeah. kind of like Skinner Rink. Well, I didn't rewatch that movie, but <laughs> I watched it enough. Okay. All right. I'm a found footage fan, dude. I'll check this one out. Yeah. I, I didn't see aliens, found footage. Right? Yeah, I didn't see. What well, is it? Aliens? It looked almost vampire-y to me. I just said that to get you interested, Phil. By the <laughs> way, Phil, you gotta see that Hulu movie. What, what's it called, Brian? Oh, the one we'll save you. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen it yet, Phil? That. What's it I called? I haven't seen it yet. I, I will save. No one will save you. On oh Hulu. no, I haven't seen it. All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> right up your alley, Nez. You should check it out too. Yeah, everyone's telling me to watch it. I haven't seen it yeah. yet. But... Charles, seen it yet? I got plenty of time. No, but 
I, I want to throw something in. The last time I was on, okay. I think that um, a movie that I was that I had a cameo in had just come out, uh, Night at the Eagle Inn. And I don't yep. know yes. I, yes, yes, sir. I, I remember that. So um, I'm in another one by the same um, filmmakers, the Bloomquist brothers, who put, putting out some really cool stuff independently. And their next film is Founders Day. Uh, and I think it's already playing some of the circuit as far as, you know, the, um, the, um, the, where, where, it, where it shows before it shows in theaters to get awards and all that. Um, right. it, it, it looks good. And I play, I don't even know what I play. I'm in a, I'm in a mob scene, you know, so hopefully it made the cut. Um, but it looked really, really good. I have uh, a lot of hopes for it. Founders Day. I think I just posted something on Founders Day. Actually, yeah. It looks like a pretty big, pretty yeah, big release, familiar. Charles. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm looking at the at the IMDb page right now. Got yeah. some pretty big names in it. Woo-hoo. Yeah, about what? One about what time are you in the Night of the Eagle Inn? Uh, well, if you play the trailer, I'm the first voice you hear um, when she walks through the hotel, and then the, the creepy stuff starts happening in each room. I'm the first one. I'm on the TV screen. Um, this um, what am I? I'm the cross-dressing debutante. <laughs> Typecast, guys. Typecasting. <laughs> it actually came out good. You know, there's a lot of things that I've done where, um, you know, I saw the rushes, or I or I watched it as they filmed it, and I saw the the playback. Something, right. <laughs> This is amazing. This is uh, this is uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola level amazing stuff. And then it comes. There's one movie called Pink Eye, and I had such great hopes for it. Just seeing the scenes of the day or two that I was there, and then when it came out. What a piece of shit, guys! I don't, I don't know how Pink, they came Pink Eye. Pink Eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I play a, a um, an asylum. Uh, a lunatic in an asylum, and they said, "Yeah, Ren- Renfield, right?" Hey, well, they said, "Do something cool in the background," and so I walked backwards, and they, "Oh, that was so freaking!" And then, of course, they didn't use it. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm killed by the hero with a crowbar through my neck, so it goes uh-huh. through my neck and out my head, and the stills of it are amazing. And in the film, it's like you don't like he blocks me; you don't even see it. It was so. Yeah. No. Yeah, pink eye. I think, I think the cameraman had pink eye. He must. He must. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Charles, you sound like if Christopher Walken was a regular human being. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a sidetrack. I'm just saying. Never I'll take it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. The Malibu all right. horror story. October 20th. Can't wait. Nicholas Cage, if he was a regular human being. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, let's go to listener feedback. Uh, this week, we're going to shine the podcast spotlight on Spooky Chicks and Horror Flicks. Uh, welcome to Spooky Chicks and Horror Flicks, the podcast where two horror-loving ladies dissect, discuss, and devour everything related to the bone-chilling genre. Uh, From haunted houses to blood-soaked gore, we leave no creepy stone unturned. 
offering hilariously horrifying insights, opinions, and analysis of the scariest films ever made. Expect laughs, jumps, and screams as we share our favorite horror movie moments, terrifying tales, and spine-tingling recommendations. Grab your popcorn, dim the lights, and prepare for a wickedly wild ride through the horror cinema. Check them out. I thought that was the show I was on, guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The spooky chicks and I got the boring dudes. I don't know what happened here. Where'd the ladies go? <laughs> we'll do we'll do better next time, Charles. <laughs> they all ran away. <laughs> uh, and Matt Wood says, uh, "Suitable flesh will be on Shutter October 27th." Nice. All right, Add check it out. Thirty-one days. That was a the trailer we reviewed with uh, Heather Graham. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. Derek uh, Bourgeois says uh, met Joe Lynch at a con in early September. Uh, he was the coolest. Hope his new flick is based on my life. We mostly <laughs> talked about how uh, shitty Mick Jagger was in Free Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Kupka on episode two of the new Carpenter series, digging the style and tone. Uh, the fact that it's based in reality is a nice touch. Have you seen any of that? Any of you? I was no. going to watch it, and but Lance kept telling me it's a piece of shit. And he didn't even watch it. I saw I the first episode. It, I, I know. I'm, that. <laughs> I'm just messing. The first episode was cool. But it, was, it was depressing yeah. dealing with um, uh, drug abuse. Uh, is it like... Oh, no. Is it like... Uh, what is this? The this is not the the one on Peacock, is it? This the urban or suburban? Whatever. So is it like reenactments? No. Well, kind of, sort of, but it's people like, interviews with people talking about people that are addicted to drugs. I only watched that first episode and got what depressed. What the hell? And turned, and <laughs> no kidding. Cha- what the? That's not like fun carpenter stuff. Uh, I, from what I understood, he directs the very last episode. But he oh, was talking okay. more of real, real life horror, which it is. Gotcha. Um, I, that, that first one depressed me out and ended up watching Halloween 2 again for the billionth time. The, <laughs> OG, the OG, not that dumbass Rob yeah. Zombie one. Uh, be on the lookout for a future 31 Days episode that Nez had me watch a short film that bummed me out by the end. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. someone will do that. We're oh, intrigued. <laughs> real, real life horror. Yeah, it, it'll be out later after. Well, probably before you hear this, but it'll be out. <laughs> Was it Salo, the hundred and twenty days of Sodom, or what? Oh, no. We still, we still no. have to watch that movie. <laughs> have you guys do seen it? it? No. Unfortunately, we're, we're, we're gonna <laughs> do it for another podcast, but I don't oh. think we have to do it for a while now. I don't think I could sit through that again. That once was enough, and uh, it was. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't get how they were able to film what they filmed. I know it was a different country in different times, but different country, different time. You know. No, it, it was. It, it was bad. I mean, even if you were just an actor to act, no. Uh, I can see why they killed the director, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be reasons we have laws, right? <laughs> That's the reason. Uh, and we have some more 31 Days of Horror uh, from Marcus Will Turner. Uh, number seven, Wounds. What is Wounds? 
wins. Now you you guys know I'm the positive one on here, and I don't use the word garbage too often. But uh oh, if it's the movie I'm thinking of, the movie's (laughs) trash. All right, where's well, the it, uh, it has a. Uh, Team for Sutherland? Or no, the, the one guy that yeah. uh, is not acting no more because they said he wanted to be a cannibal or something. Oh. Army movie. Hammer. Army <laughs> Hammer, okay. <laughs> Arm and Hammer. I want to give up acting to become a cannibal. <laughs> sure, oh, he didn't. Well, I don't think it was his choice to give up acting. The name's uh, familiar. What was he in? Uh, the lone—he was the Lone Ranger. That should tell you all about his acting career. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's in something coming up. I forgot what. I Is he? He's yeah. back in the spotlight. Huh? He's back. Did he eat him people? and Hannibal? The only thing I really <laughs> thought he did good on was uh, he played the twins in uh, the Facebook movie. Oh, the Zuckerberg movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't see the fascination in that movie. Right. It was all right, but I, yeah. the way people were talking about, like it was the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. I'm like, really? Dave, David Fincher. David Fincher, right? I don't all know. right, yeah. I think it's a David Fincher movie. I don't I know. Just, I, I, just I didn't love once. it that much either, Nez. It was all right. I wouldn't watch yeah. it again. It was. It was no Alien Three, right? No hell, no. <laughs> Alien Three is hella good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so here's what Marcus Will Turner has to say about wounds. Uh, never Uh-oh. snoop on someone else's phone. Uh, you don't know what you might find or unleash. A probing Can bar owner learns this common lesson the hard way in an odd and grotesque downward spiral into icky insects, text portals, and what the fuckery on a cellular level. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> This has chills, but very little thrills, uh, which adds to <laughs> to further emptiness. <laughs> Still, you can't deny that disturbing transmuted imagery uh, and the discombobulated execution, good word, of this stroll into mobile madness uh, just needed a way, just needed way more meat and a legitimate landing, uh, whether into whether into the technological void or not. 5.5 out of 10. That's was that's, generous. That's high for... That's what generous. movie was this? Wounds. That's not a great score from Marcus, though. I think it's a. I think it's a Hulu movie. That sounds familiar. Uh, and we got number eight, Possessor. Um, in case you didn't know, it's a last name that's as iconic as Hitchcock, Ramy, Argentino, Carpenter, Fulci, or Lovecraft. A name that is not only a staple of the institution of horror, but also one that's unanimous with the deformed and deviant persua- uh, pervasive and the phantasmagorical. Is that even a word? Uh, anything yes. <laughs> Anything attached to this is not just a mind bender, but a mind fuck as well. And that name is Cronenberg. Uh, though this time around it isn't David, but Brandon, the chip off the old block, who's taking center yes. stage once again. And here's another substantial reminder that with this namesake comes a cranial uh, that puts plenty to shame and a style that puts the cinematic community on notice. 9.5 out of 10. Damn. I didn't score. love it. I need to watch it again. I, I did. Was, uh, I, I did. was tired. 
yeah. I watched it, but I, I didn't see it's the slow. fascination that everybody was ranting and raving about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again. Maybe my tune will change. I just watched it the one time. Yeah, um, according to Lance, he's the better Cronenberg. What else has he done, the son? Uh, he did uh, that in Infinity Pool. Oh, Infinity Pool. Yeah. He did well, something it, else, it too, right? This came out earlier this year. Speaking of Mia Goth. I think he's only done two. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he did another one with that, uh, the weird guy that played Banshee in the X-Men movie. The skinny, red-haired guy. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, but the, 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 the creepy brother from Get Out? The creepy, the creepy brother from Get Out. And it was about where people are, like, purposely ingesting viruses of, of movie stars that they follow. So, like, Cosmopolitan so like or something? Them. So uh, no, that was David Cosmopolis. Or that was the one with Batman in it. No, that was the one with Batman in it. The new Batman movies now. I'm grasping at straws here. I can't remember the, <laughs> name of the movie, but it was definitely Brandon, not David, that directed it. It was um, again. It was about people that would that would ingest viruses from their favorite movie stars, so they could have the same sicknesses that they had. It was it's pretty screwed up movie. It's like. Here's a bag of air from a Rihanna concert. Exactly. Who says they Hollywood isn't coming up with original concepts? Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, and number nine, uh, as we mentioned before, Infinity Pool. Uh, psychedelic, pervasive, cerebral, and flowing with atmospheric abnormalities, either physical metaphorical or psychological Cronenberg's new story has a ton going on above and under the surface, whether you want to peer underneath to tantalize a fantasy or not. Uh, nothing like a fun vacation to recharge creative juices. Eight out of 10. See, I liked infinity pool better. Or to have, me a, goth, or to have me a goth release your juices. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll do it too. That's <laughs> uh, an- antiviral. They make the boo. That's it. Antiviral. That's it, Brian. She creeps me out with the no eyebrows thing, but she's still kind of hot in a weird, weird, like degenerate sort of way. (laughs) Remake the brood. His dad's the brood. Remake that one. (laughs) Yeah, but make Uh, it better. Make it good, you mean? Is that we did that one last year, didn't we, Brian? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I I remember hearing you talk about it. I don't think I'll watch that again, so Brandon, remake it and make it uh, better. <laughs> there you go. Would you would you put me a goth in that one? Well, I don't care who's in it. Just make it better. And her. <laughs> <laughs> and Dane DeHaan. No, she, she right should now. be that that lady at the end. No, I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, creepy. And number 10 is Daniel Isn't Real, the quasi-tradition of Fight Club in The Mouth of Madness, Donnie Darko, and even Drop Dead Fred. Okay. Uh Comes a bendy romp sprouting from the deep recesses of the mind and lingering ravages of stress, trauma, and the gift that keeps on giving, mental illness. Bottom line. Uh, an engaging, energetic thriller that reminds us all the power of our childhoods, the meticulous the meticulousness of mental health and what can nostalgically and damningly follow us into adulthood, imaginary or otherwise. 7.5 out of 10. That one was depressing. Yeah. So, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger was in it. 
Yeah. Was he? Okay. I watched it and it was depressing. <laughs> it was wow. good, but I had to watch something happy afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 office, office space. I think I would yeah. have to. I think that's a good comparison. Drop like a fucked up drop dead Fred movie. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> Uh, number 11 is Peninsula. Uh, bottom line, a distinct yet enjoyable sequel that takes the somber masterful original uh, narratively forward to the action-packed violent wasteland. Uh, even with some flaws and ridiculousness, there's gritty surprises, oodles of blood, and enough thrills to justify this particular progression. Can't wait to see where this franchise goes from here and just what will approach and will be attempted next. Eight out of ten. Peninsula. That one was good. It was, it was good. It was more of an action movie than than a outbreak or whatever. It it got you with the feels in the very beginning and didn't get you that hard at the end. So, but mm, when's that remake coming out of the um, last train one? to New York? Yeah. Uh, nothing. Nothing's coming out. So I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Uh, Rider strike. That's not see. That's not going to hit you as hard. You you know the outcome, so you're expecting. Nah, they'll it. they'll change it up. They'll change it up. Mm. I mean, there's going to there's, there's be really there's going to be a lot of gore and action based on the the director. All right, um, and we got a couple uh-huh. more here. Um, we got number twelve is downrange. Uh, one wrong turn deserves another, or so I've heard. Uh, some have called it an excessive exercise in brutality. Others have said it's a berserker of a flick with a little regard for structure and plot. And uh, even more few, uh, even even a few more have stated that it's a shallow heap that's devoid of relatability and pathos. All right. Yet in this in this day and age, that's certainly not the case either, considering we live in a gun obsessed nation that's morally reprehensible in regard to that. Uh, because of this element, this roadside nightmare reaches an authentic bleakness that's rather chilling. Eight out of ten. What year did this one come out? I don't know. I remember watching it, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember watching it in, like, early days of doing this show. Hmm. It's an interesting, interesting premise. I mean, you pull over to change a tire or something. Oh, okay. All right, I found trying it. Trying to shoot you with a rifle, with a sniper rifle. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I remember All that. Right. One. You, see, you see that one, Charles? No. For Shutter. I'm sorry. It was like Australia or something, I, right? I missed it. I did see this. I'm watching the little clips of it on IMDb. Yeah, I saw this. I don't remember much of it, but I saw it. I have to rewatch it. Uh, and we've got number thirteen, Malum. Uh, doesn't have to. Doesn't doesn't happen often, but yet when it does, it's very unfortunate. Here we have a feature. That has everything going for it in nearly every department. A freaky and confusing incubus about a rookie cop taking a last shift at a decommissioned police station, only to start witnessing various strange and blood-curdling occurrences centered around an alleged ritualistic ritualistic massacre that took place years ago. Uh, Perhaps a second viewing down the line will solidify many of the components here in the right manner, uh, though it's doubtful. Unfortunately, this just isn't the right movie at the right time, and certainly not the right shift. What's it called? Malum. Malum. 
Have you is seen? It, uh, it sounds Dash. like the last shift. It's it's, 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 uh, it's a reboot of the yeah. last shift. Oh. Same director too. Yeah, I I, I recommend I recommend this the, the original one if you if you had to pick one. Oh, last shift is better. Yeah. Oh. It's it's basically it's it's like the Sam Raimi thing with Evil Dead. He he got a little bit more money, so he mm-hmm. wanted to expand on certain things. But the other the the original one just had a certain tone that just worked with it. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's on stars. So I'll check it out. And number fourteen is Silver Bullet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, rest in peace, Corey. Here. Yep. Man. Rest in peace. Uh, nothing like a classic, campy, uh, lycanthropic excursion to get the adrenaline rushing and laughter bellowing. And that's exactly what you get from this 80s peckish romp uh, taken from one of Stephen King's <laughs> many short stories or novella since it's his shortest one. Um, overall, this was another rampant semi good time. Semi. And <laughs> the kind of flick <laughs> that I'd recommend for anyone looking for an alternative to the howling greats in the, sub- in the subgenre. Uh, sure, this wears missteps and faults well, but there's plenty that make it either a solid parody of itself or a serious fare with some wit and vibrancy. Either way, there's a bad moon rising, and it's bathed in crimson and idiocy. <laughs> and some down-home country-fried personality, 6.5 out of 10. Gives it a great Not review to the 6.5. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? That's Man, I don't know like if I can agree with you that. on a couple of these. <laughs> Those would be... Those were the days, though, when you didn't care if any Stephen film came out. Yeah, Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. You had to see it, and no matter what what uh, studio put it out, it, no matter what crap it was, you know, it was oh, yeah. still worth keeping the DVD of. You needed it. Yeah. And you All get right. you get young Corey Haim, and you get Gary Busey as his <laughs> uncle. Yeah, that's dude. right. Who doesn't love Gary Busey? Alcoholic uncle. <laughs> Being Gary Busey. Hey, he built him that yep. awesome wheelchair. That's, that's <laughs> a, yes, a, he did. A great uncle. <laughs> that flies down the road. <laughs> I think it's great. Did you read Cycle of the Werewolf, Lance? Yeah, it's a graphic novel. Yeah. Or it's not a graphic novel per se, but it has a lot of illustrations in it. And, and yeah. I enjoyed it. It was one of those things where, like I am right now, I'm reading all the Sandman graphic novels because I try to read 24 books in a year and I'm way behind. So I try to get through as much stuff as I can rush through. I got to check out that that how how many pages? I was just gonna ask you how many pages in that. It looks pretty thick, Charles. Two weeks. That's insane. The author, <laughs> the author is thick, but the book itself yeah. is about two hundred pages. You hear that, ladies? Including the picture of me as That's a zombie. pretty good. <laughs> yes. Whoa! Wait, let me see that again. That's oh, pretty man. awesome. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. All we'll right. That for, uh, is that is that on uh, Charles? Is that on Amazon? It is. Yeah. True Ghost Stories. Of okay. Awesome. Right. Are they all autographed? Not the Amazon ones. No, you got to. Get... <laughs> ah, we'll where we'll can, email you after the show. Where can we get an autographed <laughs> one? Um, yeah. From www.paranormalconnecticut.com. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. There you go. Asking you shall receive, boys. Uh, That's it for listener feedback. As always, our show intro and all of our new logos come from Steve Carlton from the Geeks. And be on the lookout for some more great stuff from him. Um, Our original skull artwork, of course, comes from Natsulani. Uh, Check her out on Instagram. 
And if you'd like to help us out, please consider becoming a Patreon patron. Just give us some money, man. We'll let you pick the movies for a future show <laughs> at any amount. And I, not even $5 or more a month. Just give us a dollar. And you can pick a commentary for a future bonus show. Come on the show with us. Hang out. It'll be fun. Hey, one more time. Paranormal. I'd buy what? that I'm for sorry. a dollar. <laughs> Paranormal. What was, what? what was the website again, Charles? www.paranormalconnecticut.com. Paranormal okay. Connecticut. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'm misspelling Connecticut. Yeah, I'm, I'm misspelling <laughs> Connecticut. Uh, on to our featured attractions. This week, we an hour later. Uh, this week we return to the. Uh, <laughs> Pet Cemetery uh, for Pet Cemetery 2, as well as the all-new Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Uh, we'll start with the classic Pet Cemetery 2. Uh, a teenage boy. Hey, what are you doing? Getting things ready for mom. Mom's dead, Jeff. She doesn't have to be. Something strange. Now, I didn't think much about it until I saw him drag the body out of the coffin. Something ancient. Bury your own. Something evil. Was it your idea of a joke to send me blood from a dead animal? This dog is alive. Not this dog. Something terrifying is happening in Ludlow, Maine. Again. Pick up your family and get the hell out of that town. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. I may be thinking of it. No, it it is definitely. That sounds like a rock thing. (laughs) Wait, wasn't Uh, the second one? uh... That's it. All right, sorry guys. There we go. Right there. All right, Paranormal Connecticut. All right, got it. Thanks. Uh, Mary Lambert has stated that her original concept for the film would have involved Ellie Creed as the central character. Um, the only survivor from oh, the first film. Okay. However, but not the survivor from the from the remake. Spoiler no. alert, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, Paramount was not confident in making the film's lead a teenage girl, so the story was written with a completely new characters and a male protagonist. That sounds like propaganda. Uh, the monster arm prop used on set. Uh, and the beginning of the film was actually the arm of a skeleton on the pond in the TV miniseries version of It. Oh, <laughs> look at that. 
reusing stuff. Uh, all right, Charles, what'd you think about Pet Cemetery 2? Glad you mentioned Gary Busey because he could have played the he could have played the stepdad perfectly. Oh he yeah, have, but God damn it, man, that was a class. That was that was a role of a lifetime. But the guy, who, but the guy who played what's his name? The guy who played Clancy Brown. Phenomenal and breaking. Guys, I can't remember films. Like I can watch something and then two weeks right. later until I get like two thirds into the movie. Oh yeah, I freaking saw this already. Yeah, I do that shit. Sure. <laughs> I watched Pet Cemetery 2 again, and it, the second I saw his face, I'm like, yeah, I'm so psyched I'm watching this. Yes. Because <laughs> the role of, of a lifetime. He is the film. He is so great in it. <laughs> Every scene he's in is is a, uh, just makes the film just phenomenal. And I love the original. And, you know, uh, yeah. Herman Munster. Every bit of the original is great. And I got to tell you, as a prelude, because earlier I said, um, you know, no matter what Stephen King movie came out, I would watch it. I lived in Japan. I was in Japan like six or seven times, and I lived there for eight months. And when I knew I was moving there, I pretty much brought every Stephen King book with me to catch up. And I started with Dead Zone, and I'm like, <gasps> I've never read anything this great in my life, and and I became addicted. And when I hit Pet Cemetery, I thought nothing will ever be better than this, and I couldn't wait for the film to come out. And it's one a rare scenario where I love the film almost as much as the book in a Stephen King scenario, and there's not a lot of those. So when Pet Cemetery Two came out, I couldn't wait to see it, and never thought I would enjoy it as much as Cemetery One. I don't know if I did then, but watching it now, I loved it. I loved every second <laughs> of it. As much as Clancy's role. And, and, you know, even Edward Furlong didn't hurt it. <laughs> yeah, it's got the Terminator kid in it. What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. And, and even the, you know, the whole buildup and then the, the there was a Carrie-esque ending with the fire and all that. I don't want to jump ahead. but um, no, no CGI either. That was real fire. It was not. It looked like real fire. It couldn't have been real fire because uh, there were layers of it. If there were, it was really beautifully done in in uh, segments of set of the set. Then then that's even more impressive. But um, you know what? If somebody doesn't love films the way we might, and they see that movie, they're gonna say, "Oh God, that was that was a piece of shit." But it wasn't. <laughs> It's it's every reason the people like us love movies that was made for. And I don't know if the general public bought into it and it was a big success financially. I don't know. I didn't really research it. But damn, I loved it, guys. Thank you for having this show. And and I wouldn't have watched it again except for the, you know, being able to talk about it. <laughs> Those are the best parts, man. Well, <laughs> yes, what you think, dude? I saw this when it came out, and that was the only time I pretty much saw it. I don't remember it at all. Um, it's total early 90s. I had that feel because 90s movies, 90s horror movies, threw in every whoever the newest hard rock band was. So it was like it seemed to me like it was just a, a full video. Sounds um, had a great soundtrack. Had a great yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, that's what I, I loved about it. I loved all that. Clancy Brown, you can never go wrong with him. Eddie Furlong, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Billy from Big, I don't know his real name, Jared something. Uh, you got Goose. 
I hate Top Gun, everyone. I'm sorry. But Goose was awesome Uh-oh. in this. Um, oh, I, I can't. Goose. <laughs> the, the little chubby boy. I liked him. Uh, okay. The mom, Lisa Waltz. She played Amanda Gilbert. I've loved her in just about everything yeah. she pops up in. As well as um, the Eddie Furlong's mom. Uh, Darlene Flugel or whatever her name is. I love her. Sure. Um, sure. But for what it was, I mean, it made you hate Clancy Brown. He was just the typical, well, movie, typical movie stepdad that's the asshole. Uh, you got to follow my rules. Kind of made me love him. <laughs> you know, I pulled around yeah. with your mother when we were young. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> High school sweethearts. Yeah. Man, Goo should have knocked him out and just took, just went to jail. <laughs> but, uh, you got, of course, you got to have the mean boys. Uh, if it was a female, you would have had the mean girls. Uh, it was hard to see that. I always see nice little cool Billy from Big or his role in Overboard. And uh, I think he was in one of those Honey, I Drunk yeah, yeah, in the first the one. Kids, I think, yeah. um, I've always liked him every time he popped up in this. So when he popped up, I was like, oh, cool. But then he was the the, the mean kid. Yeah, he was so, a super dick. Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked uh, all the practical effects were awesome. They didn't hold back on the blood and gore. Which I loved. Um, I know it was fake, but I don't like cruelty to animals, and there was a lot in, in this one. <laughs> so, but overall, I thought it was awesome. I had not seen this in a really long. I don't remember. I, I might have been under the influence <laughs> when I saw it the first because I remember I saw it the first time at, at the drive-in, and I might have had a, t- a few too many by the time this one came on. Whatever but, happened to that kitten at the beginning? Did he kill it? No, it was still alive at the end. Oh, okay. yeah, they, they, they make sure to confirm it. Okay. He's <laughs> but I mean, overall, man, I thought this movie was pretty awesome. I'm surprised I don't have it in my collection. Now, now I'm going to have to get it. Going to have to get it. All right. Brian, what do you think? This is going to be a controversial take, but I think I love this movie more than the original. Ooh. No. I. No, I no. That's not yeah. controversial. No, I get it, dude. I totally this, get it. This was I, a part of my childhood. I watched it yeah. every time it came on. I tell everybody, if there's a reason to watch this movie, it's Clancy Brown as Gus. Yeah. Now, you said they did a good job of making you hate him. I kind of liked him. Other than I the, too. the Im- implied rape of his wife later. <laughs> despicable. Right. But he kind of was likable when when he came back from the dead. I mean, he's, yeah. he was an asshole before. Every time I heard Drew, buddy, I was like, oh, Drew, right. you fucked up again. Right. But then yeah, when he, he was came kind of back, a less less of an asshole when he was evil. Yeah, yeah. and I exactly. love I love the tone of the movie because everything that it's not like the original is the reason I love it for what it is in this one. It's a completely different tone. It's shocking to hear that it's the same director that did the first one. She went a completely mm-hmm. different sure. way. Um, and I think she did a great job. It This not even being based off of a Stephen King story, like just elements of, of the original one. You, I don't know if you guys noticed, you get the Creed house in the scene where they're chasing the kid of on the course, bike. yeah. So the, I'm surprised, so the mailbox, they, didn't, I'm surprised they didn't burn it up. That, that seemed like a small little town that would burn something up like that. Yeah. I mean, 
Because well, in the original one, the other they house burned, burned at the end. That's for sure. <laughs> they burned up the uh, yeah, the house in the in the first one in the original one. Um, Bill's kid, that kid that came back from the army. And I got sure, issues with that. Sure. I got issues with that in the next one. But <laughs> all right, we'll talk later. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was good though. Yeah. Yeah, a fantastic movie. It looked great too. There was some awesome shots, especially like that pan out scene of the the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the one, my one gripe is now the rule is you're supposed to bury your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gus buried the bully Clyde. That's was that not his, his own? own. Were, were they? Do they have something own. going on we we didn't know about? Well, I mean, how how are we supposed to know? <laughs> Was that well, his kid? I, <laughs> maybe he was like some illegitimate kid or something because he 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 ah, did when he first when he showed back up and he was dead and he was like, hey man, what the fuck? Like he expected it to just let him get away with it. So you're like saying he was a lot like of people's high school sweetheart? Might've, I guess so. Might have been snipped. Might have yeah. been seen that one didn't make it, guys. Okay. I believe that didn't could be. Didn't hate it when that kid died. By the way. Uh, I'm I'm with it. We're writing our own Pet Cemetery two fan fiction, so yeah. right that that works. <laughs> Clyde right, was Brian. the illegitimate uh, son of Gus. Yeah. Brian, real quick, twenty three ninety nine without a slip cover or twenty seven oh seven with the slip cover. You you know I'm going slip cover. Uh, yeah, it's, um, but who's selling it though? Amazon's selling it. I don't with, trust Amazon's with, with the slipcover. I don't trust so, their packaging. Shout Factory is just no slipcover. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna search around some. More. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather look on eBay. Yeah. Find something closer to the price and then uh, negotiate. <laughs> you negotiate on eBay? Yeah, <laughs> you can. You, you can make an offer. Oh, okay. They can either say yes or tell you to F off. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, Pet, Pet Cemetery 2, amazing. Great time rewatching or you it. Could, Brian, you could end up like Aleel on uh, The Geeks and order a bunch of comic books and never get them. Oh, man. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> he got fucked over big time, didn't he? Yeah. All right. Lance, what'd you think about this one? Yeah, I, I kind of loved it too. I mean, this was Clancy Brown's role of a lifetime, and I've I've never seen that dude in anything that I haven't that I haven't liked him man. And this was just like I don't know the way that that the the character from start to finish, and like you guys were saying, he kind of became cooler once he turned into a. I'm gonna call him a zombie. I'm just. It was the mashed kinda, potatoes, wasn't it? That was the. Scene. Yeah, the mashed potatoes scene, <laughs> man, was so so endearing. You know, now. Granted, he was an asshole to shoot the kid's dog. That was that was kind of wrong. That and was a super did, dick move. Huh? That was wrong. What do you mean, kind of? <laughs> he kind of he looked like he had some unhealthy thoughts toward those rabbits there for a little bit. That, oh, that, when he was he watching them wondering. fuck while he was stroking one? Oy. <laughs> yeah. That was a little weird. Yeah, but no, I thought I thought the casting was good. The uh, kid gets to the gets to the new school or gets to the school, and um, everybody's talking about the. Well, I guess starting with the beginning of the movie, right? So you've got the scene. I I thought is the movie going to be filmed this way, where it looks like an old Hammer horror movie, but then you find out they're on the set, 
then you had the cheesy death scene and the kid gets there and you know you got the group that bullies on him the one that one bully was so damn aggressive he literally waited outside the classroom for the poor kid to come out with the kitten and then he tortures him like by taking the kitten away from him i want to know why the hell the revenge of the nerds guy has a uh has a medical van being a a small town veterinarian is he really gonna have an emergency (laughs) medical van i mean i thought that was cool i thought it was cool too so much of this movie was, was just completely like batshit crazy like totally surreal none of this would really happen in this community um clancy brown would i don't think even as the sheriff he would get away with this kind of bullshit because even the sheriff has a boss right like where's the mayor like where's somebody you know telling this guy he can't just drive around and abuse people and rape at will and whatnot (laughs) maybe in your world (laughs) (laughs) well okay watch the news there's plenty of that going on (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That is true. I guess I need to open my eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm that with one Brian lady that was banging the whole department. <laughs> ah, that's right. Oh, right. oh yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, I'm with Brian. I like I like that that pan away scene of the uh, the burial ground. I thought the burial ground um, it, it was really well done. Um, although I don't know, like I want to know who was keeping that place up so well right like every stone was perfectly in place you noticed all the weeds were pulled from the trail and it was just a a clean dirt trail like you find at a state park who who was doing the maintenance on that guys the supernatural landscape was it okay i thought maybe it was the wendigo but uh it wasn't the same burial ground right if you if you look at the original one and then look at that one it's totally two different designs yeah, even though All they right. showed the the Creed uh, house, that you. wasn't the same from the the la- the original movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, someone you know, didn't do their homework. <laughs> creative, creative license, guys. Creative license. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was a fun movie, start to finish. The soundtrack was just phenomenal. Uh, I don't know who the like. You didn't really hear a bunch of songs that were like you know pop forty rock hits. They were more like obscure. You know, kind of like deep dive songs, deep tracks. But I, I thought all the songs went perfectly with what was going on in the movie. You could tell it was a music director or someone who had experience doing that that, that directed it. But uh, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about this one, guys. This was this was a fun watch. Unexpected. First time watch, Brian, if you can believe that. So what? Pet Cemetery too. it was fun. I, this is definitely the first time for me in a long time. I mean, I'm sure I saw it when it first came out, but uh, uh, I I had a great time with it too, man. It was it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I loved seeing Edward Furlong, even though you know going through puberty was just kind of his shtick there for a little while. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, yeah, Gus Gus was great. That main accent gets me. It's hilarious. Uh, oh yeah (laughs) and credit to him because what i can remember he's the only one that's actually trying to do the accent in the movie yeah he really is he really was um i i i didn't hate it when the bully died i i was kind of like well you kind of have that that shit coming hilarious (laughs) his scarf gets caught in the wheel and his face oh yeah that's great and all That's Clancy great. Brown says is whoops. 
but yeah, I, I had I had a lot more fun with this movie than I expected to. I, I expected it to just be really schlocky and bad, and uh, it was it was a whole lot of fun, man. It was it was a good movie. Uh, all right, let's do scores. Charles, what do you think? One one to ten. Yeah, I give it a nine, guys. And, and nine. I am. And I got it way whether I love it as much as right. the first one. It is 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 probably a better movie, but yeah. I think I enjoy two better. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nez, what do you think? Um, I'll give it an eight. I, right. I, I like I liked it. it wasn't as good as the first one, but um, this being like the first time I watched it because I don't remember watching it the very first time. Because when was this? Ninety two. Yeah, I was like a billion years ago. But yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, I'll get I'll give it an eight. You know what? You know what? I'll bump it up to a nine because the soundtrack Woo! was awesome. All right, all right, <laughs> getting some. Uh, Brian. Oh, I totally agree with everything Charles said. The the first one is probably a better movie, but this one is so much fun. And I've rewatched it so many times. This is an easy nine. Damn. Wow. Lance, <laughs> is it as good as the remake? I'm gonna say I'm gonna give my first ever of a score, okay? <laughs> I've already I've already given it a negative ten for Jaws the Revenge. So Hella good. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Clancy Brown's performance and 11. <laughs> I'm going to say this one goes to 11. <laughs> but as far as the movie itself, oh, man, it's an easy eight and a half. It's it's a blast. It probably I got to go back and look at 92, but I don't remember the early 90s having a lot of great stuff. So this could have been my favorite movie of that year going wow. back. I don't know. But uh, super that. fun movie. Yeah, I think I heard a trivia uh, that Clancy Brown, uh, the Fangoria Awards, he was nominated for Best Villain, but he would have won, but it was sense, the same yeah. same year that uh, Silence of the Lambs came out. Oh wow. oh, wow, wow, so much for it being my favorite of the year then. Yeah. There you have it. <laughs> I, I knew that before even looking it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to, I can't believe I'm the low man on the totem pole here. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I think it was. I think it was That's a great cool. movie. Still <laughs> yeah. I just. I mean, you know, was it was it a great movie? Probably not. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was fun to watch, okay. and that's worth a whole lot. Hey, everybody recommends Pet Cemetery too. Go watch it if you haven't seen it yeah, in a while. It was great. The, the the kicker that made me bump it up thinking of the soundtrack. You got L seven, on in this music okay. in here, and to close it out with another Ramon song. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Poison Heart. I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, I, I just totally forgot <laughs> the Ramones ended it like it did with Pet Cemetery uh, in the in the original one. So yeah, that's why I bumped it up to a nice. nine. Plus all you got right. Drama Rama, well, you got well Jesus and Mary Chain, all kinds of other good bands in there. Mm-hmm. Deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, the brand new one. It's on uh, Paramount Plus. Yep. So yes, if you haven't checked it out, CBS go watch All it Access, Philip. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't get mad at them now. Right now, I'm I'm not gonna go into it, but I'm I'm pissed off at sports stuff at the moment. <laughs> I know. I I get it. I get it. <laughs> Their streaming services are garbage. NFL, you own a day of the week. Fix your fucking website. All right. There's my <laughs> wow. tiny rant. <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> Pet, Cemetery, <laughs> Pet Cemetery Bloodline. How am I going to say it? <laughs> in, uh, in 1969, a young Judd Crandall and his childhood friends band together to confront an ancient evil that has gripped their hometown in Ludlow. what have you done? We have to find Timmy. Now stop this. I held him the day he came into this world. And I'm going to hold him the day he goes out. records and is completely deaf good dog that's always, that's always yeah. nice to hear when you yeah. see these vicious animals in these movies and they got a name like yes. jelly bean in real life <laughs> well jelly bean's very lucky jelly bean didn't have to hear any of the script in this movie <laughs> that's right <laughs> well that's the only that's the only trivia we got for this one so interesting enough uh, Charles, what did you think about Pet Cemetery Bloodlines? Not to give it away. <laughs> it, it, it had a great soundtrack. <laughs> did it? Yeah, I was surprised. I thought, you know, here's a, you know, a straight to what what what's today's version of a straight to video sure. film. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't expect. I think the first thing out of it was Bad Mood Rising. I can't remember what, but I, I thought the soundtrack was really held itself up. And that's all I can say. Positive. I mean, David Duchovny was Uh-oh. was good, uh, good was enough. Pat <laughs> Greer, I love, you know. So, but uh-huh. uh, I, I think there was a, just a paycheck for those guys. Uh, Henry Thomas, good. All everyone who was in it was good, but yeah, it had a hell of a cast. Uh, but you're talking about a film that has such a great legacy to it, and then yeah. and, and it was minimalized to well. Uh, you know, you shoot zombies in the brain. You shoot these guys. Shoot them between the eyes. Right, 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 right. Like that. Um, you know, the the simple way out is you know Native American land. I mean, that's you know okay. Well, it could have come up with something more original. It didn't engage me. Um, I ex- I probably shouldn't have, but I expected so much more from something that's a, a, you know a pet legacy. A pet cemetery legacy film, and uh, I think in other hands, this could have been a much better film with the same cast and with you know with similar concepts. I think it just uh, it, I, I just I didn't enjoy it. It was not a lot to enjoy from it, except for Jelly Bean. I can see that. Except for Jelly Bean, he was awesome. <laughs> Nez, what do you think? Oh, you're on mute. Just like Jelly Bean. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I thought everything. I thought everything in it was cool. Um, I liked what they were doing. David Duchovny and Elliot. He's only Elliot in my eyes. Elliot was right. awesome. David Duchovny, when he any time he was on the screen, I thought he was good. Um, somebody needed to do their homework because they did not. Pay attention to detail from the first film with this one. If this is supposed to be a prequel for okay. Judd, I was kind of right. like, wait, wait a minute, wait. A minute. I hated the the remake, but I was like, at least kind of 
follow that story you guys already gave us. So yeah. I was kind of Is it a thrilled. prequel to the remake or is it a, yeah. prequel, it's a prequel to the original? I think it's a prequel to the remake. It it's a prequel obvious. to the okay. remake. Yeah. The answer it, it is was, yes. <laughs> if it was a pre if it was a prequel to the uh, original one, it was it was all wrong because that's right. not the way um well, they killed uh, Timmy or whatever the hell his yeah. name was. That's yeah. not how they killed him because his, his yeah his, his dad died, but they died <laughs> in the house together. Yeah. Um, and Foxy Brown, you can never go wrong with Pam Greer. Sure. I thought she was awesome. Um, I did like the the main little weirdo kid. What the hell was his name? Um, we'll, we'll just call him that. The the boy the the Tim not Timmy, what was uh, Duchovny's son's name? Um, Wasn't it Timmy? Yeah, Timmy was <laughs> little son. Timmy. Timmy Jimmy, whatever his name was. Um, I liked him. Elliot's but, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 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 was good. The guy that played yeah. Judd, he didn't look like no John Lithgow. So okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, kind of okay, he's—that's who Henry Thomas is the father of, right? Is Judd Crandall? Yeah. Yeah. Why does Judd Crandall look older than Henry Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, Although, having said that, though, he's the only one that looked even remotely '60s, '70s ish. You know he what I mean? Look, like the way he dressed and his haircut and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the rest, of, like it, it was obviously a period piece, but you couldn't even fucking tell. Sure. Well, Except that they I had mean, a they had the girl, a VW the bug at some was point. Wearing, the girlfriend was wearing bobby socks and had a ponytail, right? You know. I so. don't know what bobby socks are. <laughs> and fucking are. lip fillers and a nose job and makeup up and down her face, <laughs> and manicured eyebrows. Because <laughs> the 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 dog that they supposedly, um. In the remake, uh, Judd, okay. when they go to the pet cemetery the first time yeah. with the with the creeds, and they go, "Oh, here's my dog," and we see the grave of that dog, and that he didn't even have a dog in, in this one. I know. So yeah. I was like, because I... I'm I was thinking someone someone said on online was like, "Well, maybe he had a dog later and he felt bad." I'm like, after all that shit he went through, he's gonna go yeah. take his dog up there. I'm like, no. After all the numerous people died. I was like, no way. So I don't know. They didn't. They didn't well, do their home. They didn't do their homework at all. You're right. Agree. Another inconsistency because, uh, like in the original, I guess we're kind of getting into spoilers, but fuck it, it's a Paramount movie. A, Go watch it. A little it. bit, yeah. A little um, bit. That's okay. Another inconsistency because uh, I think he, he said his dog Spot was. I think it was Spot in the original. It was <laughs> you sure it wasn't Rover or Fido? I don't fucking remember. It might have been Fido, but it was something else in the remake. Uh, but yeah. then. Um, like he said that he like he he buried it and it came back. Yes. And then he killed it. They had to, his dad put it down had again. To, had to put it down. But like yeah. when he was younger, so he should have already known this shit was happening. Yeah. 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 So why do you get into this situation to begin with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So on that's top of that, I don't know. If all this situation was occurring and he had already been through all this, why in the ever loving fuck would he take? The new guy to bury his cat in this pet cemetery like it wasn't going to po- cause a problem. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I said they didn't they didn't do their homework in it. So I was like, all right, we're off the rails already in this story. Let me just sit and enjoy it for what it is. So for I'm like, all is, right, yeah, yeah. They did go into a little more detail with the whole Micmac Indians and all that. 
So I was like, eh, okay. The trailer was teasing me. I thought they were going to go more, more into it. They went yeah, into it a little cool. bit. I would totally watch that. Like an I would old, like to see that school thing. I would like to see that story they showed about with the settlers yeah. and everything. I would like to have seen that. I mean, but the big thing to me, you got three indigenous, real indigenous actors in this. Forrest Goodluck, Isabella Blanc, and that other, the older gentleman. So I thought that was really cool. Forrest Goodluck, he's the same tribe as I am. He's many other tribes, but Navajo, that's the only one I see. Um, so I thought, I see, he was badass in, um, what was that one? Um, Blood Quantum. I liked him in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. he did some other movies too, but um, again, the people that knocked it out of the park for me was Elliot and uh, David Duchovny. I, I loved every time they were on the screen. Oh, uh, Jack Mulrin was Timmy Timmy Baderman or whatever. What, he he looked familiar. What else was he in? Uh, oh, the Society. All right, that's what I noticed. Yeah, yeah he just kind of looks like somebody. I I thought he did a good job. I mean, I thought it, but the the guy that played Judd. I mean, he was good acting, but I just, I don't yeah. know. I, mean, I couldn't. Didn't look I like Judd, did he? I, no, I didn't he didn't it. look like. I didn't buy it for a minute. Yeah. In, the original, in the original Pet Cemetery, <clears throat> the, the little kid they got to play young Judd looked exactly like um, uh, Herman Munster. So I yeah. Saw, French so like, kid. I'm sure you can find someone that kind of looks like a young John, John Lithgow. But, yeah. Yeah. He, but, he, didn't, even, uh, he didn't even have an accent. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I grew well, up there my whole life. They were just shoehorning, the, shoehorning in the, the, the one-liners in this. but They kept shoehorning in. Sometimes Dad is better about 12 times. I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but overall, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than the, the Dumbass yeah. remake. Yeah. Okay. Good for you. I'll watch this one again. Uh, interesting. Brian, what do you think? Okay. Um, is it better than the remake? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I will never forgive the remake for trying to okay. make me think they were going to do something different and then did the All same right. exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodlines, there's a lot of inconsistencies. A lot of uh, stuff doesn't make sense. Like... Um, if Judd is essentially taking, well, that's going into spoilers. I, I wait on but that part. Brian, I think I think we've established for instance. Okay, are we doing spoilers? Safe space. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, we're in a okay. safe space here. If if Judd takes over for his father, who is part of this group right. that watched over the pet cemetery, he didn't do a good. Why job. is why is he <laughs> why is he letting people bury shit? That's And they establish all these rules that nobody knows about in the next movie. (laughs) He knew. (laughs) Well, he must have forgot him or something. Well, they shot between the eyes in Pet Cemetery 12 or 13 times in the movie, and they still kept walking. I mean, granted, (laughs) a little slower. And the, but none none of the lines when they said sometimes dead is better in this one were as good as. The mother in Pet Cemetery 2 saying, Dead is better! Join us! Dead is better! <laughs> yeah, the cast, I thought the cast was good. I liked everybody. Uh, I didn't care for, I think his name was Jackson White, who played Judd Crandall. I just felt like he, he wasn't believable as Henry Thomas's son. They looked like they were the same age. 
Yeah, they kind of did. I was like, I mean, at least got, he's supposed to be like 16. He's got a receding hairline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like let's age. That's let's sure. age. We could at least age Henry Thomas up a little bit. Sure. My friend was losing his hair when he was 15. <laughs> um, the 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 one girl, the, the main girl, she didn't bother me. That Nez, that's uh, Dana from the Goldbergs. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And fun fact, Lance, her sister is the the main girl in the uh, the Chucky series. No kidding. Okay. And the 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 lady that plays the mom, the mayor, mm-hmm. that's their mother in real life. No. And they have another sister who was the neighbor in the Babysitters with Samara Weaving. Oh wow. The, the okay. boy's best friend. Yeah, they're all sure actresses in horror movies. That oh, is crazy, cool. man. That's that's the best trivia we've heard all night. It's yeah. a way to get a start, man. A lot of people got it. They're start from horror movies. I think uh, David Duchovny was kind of wasted in this movie. I kind of wanted more of him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pam Greer was wasted in this movie. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Criminally. But wasted. on a rewatchability aspect, I would say I would definitely watch this one over the the remake because, like I yeah. said, you told me you were going to do something. You were going to you tease the Wendigo in the remake. And then you just heard him stomping around in the woods. Well, see, it. and I thought they were going to go further into that in this one, and they didn't. I did, too. Like, now, they I didn't think, even mention the Wendigo in this one. <laughs> I think Nez has a good idea. I would love to see a movie of the Settlers. Oh, when, yeah. Uh, I Sure, yeah. But is this one getting any attention? Like, do you think it's going to create any more? Like, we'll, uh, we're, we're going to get a Settler movie or not? I mean, it's um, on Paramount. I, I can mean. I can say yeah, because when I was down in uh, okay. in when I was down in Hollywood with Mike, um, yeah, this was everywhere. Really, billboards right. okay. and all kinds of stuff. So they were they were and it was before it came out. So they they were hyping it up. I mean, Hollywood usually right. goes for it with um, whatever's coming, and so. Uh, but then we all don't live in Hollywood. So, but I'm just saying. But there's a lot of people that come there. But a lot of foreigners, a lot of just people that just come to visit. And yeah, man, they, they beat you in the head with everything that's coming out. And this billboard, yeah. uh, I remember seeing it on just regular billboards. I've seen the big giant ones on Hollywood Boulevard, on bus stops, mm-hmm. on the side of buses, everything. Yeah, they were they were shoving this down down your throat. So I, I, think, I would say it's pretty, they did a good job. And I think I could be a listener, correct me if I'm wrong or not, but I think Paramount is the studio that I think they started their own subdivision, which they're going to be strictly is going to be horror movies because of the success of uh, Smile. That does make sense, yeah. Makes perfect sense. I think they should. So, isn't Paramount uh, Scream also? Scream? Did they do Scream? I think so. Yeah, it's, I think it's so, on, yeah. It's on Paramount Plus Star right Trek. now, for sure. Yeah, and then, of course, yeah. you got the Paranormal Activity movies. You can make those for cheap and pump them out, and people still watch them. So. Yeah. They're still making those? <laughs> you know, you know they'll, they'll never stop making those. Uh, Lance, what did you think? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> they had a... This was I was really looking forward to this. The, the, they had a golden opportunity here to uh, to build on the majesty that was the remake Pet Cemetery. 
they, they, not they where I thought you were going with that gone, sentence. Oh, Did you no, say they, majesty? They could have <laughs> absolutely gone with the, um, you know, the dark twist ending like they did in the brilliant remake of Pet Cemetery that you didn't see coming at all. Ugh. And if you say you did, I'm going to call you guys both liars right now. Because uh, you didn't garbage. see that car scene. I don't, I don't like when people call me liar. Gorgeous. It was, it was beautiful. Garbage. It was a beautiful. It was a beautiful final dark scene. Stephen King himself would love that final scene in the remake. He would say the remake is better than the original. Not he even. would say any of just like he said the mess on his writing is his beautiful. Story. He'll say so, anything. You give him that check. I would do. All that being <laughs> said, <laughs> this was a steaming pile of crap. Because Ouch. you've got, I, I you guys love the acting. I'm not sure what movie you were, you were all watching because I don't know what you David were watching with the original was, one. <laughs> look, man, David Duchovny was phoning it in. Elliot was phoning it in. There was no one in here that I thought was passionate. I did not buy this hunky young muscular actress Jeff Crandall when his his dad's like a, a foot and a half shorter than him and. <laughs> like you can see, look like a munchkin. Um, Timmy did a pretty so good look, job. I, I thought this, he did all right. I call this movie the shoehorn job. So, all right, let's see. We're set in 1969. So, what do we have to do, boys? Well, let's shoehorn in the Vietnam War. Yeah, that's the ticket. Let's do it. So, you've got all these ridiculous side stories that have nothing to do with anything in the Pet Cemetery mythos. And you've got one guy that you find out at the end. I, the big secret was, wow, my dad kept you? me out of the war by saying I had flat feet or whatever. Can I interrupt you? Please. His son coming back from the war gave him an excuse. I'm not defending saying this is a great movie, but it gave him a reason to go bury his son. Sure. He said that After in the original one. Well, and yeah, that was, well, was, about that again, was from the original. Cemetery. Lance hated the original one, too. I didn't hate it. I watched this, the, the I watched the remake right after this one, and it was the same bullshit that I saw when it came out. All right, look, you got Pet Cemetery Two, Pet Cemetery Remake, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. How about that? Ouch. No, it's the original, <laughs> the original part two, this one, then that last garbage. I've said my piece. I'm um, I'm oh. passing the baton. Are we doing yeah. spoilers or just scores and? Get we just said spoilers. Yeah, no, I think we're in we're we're pretty good and into spoiler territory. Um, yeah, I I kind of agree with a lot of what you guys said. It was uh, it was a hell of a cast, man. Like I, David yeah. Duchovny popped up, you and I think. was like, holy shit, he's in this movie. And right. I, like, Pam Greer was in it. Elliot was in it. I like there was it was a good cast, and they didn't do a whole lot with it. And I, I feel like Charles, you were right when you said maybe there's a good movie in here and in, in, in better hands, it probably could have been something cool because I like what they did with yeah. the like exploring the mythos, you know, and then doing the 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 flashback scenes of uh, the like colonial times or whatever when the when they first found the land. I thought that was pretty cool. Had they made that a longer scene or an entire movie all on its own, yeah. Yeah, it would have been cool as shit. Um, I don't know that I hated it, but yeah, it definitely wasn't up to par. And I, 
I, I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it was supposed to be this 1969 period piece. And I just I didn't get that from anybody except when they were like, I, my son came home from the war and uh, the, they put the fucking VW. Which, which war was that? that you just <laughs> and, and they stuck the, 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 the VW bug out there and had the little hit the hippies dancing in the middle of the fucking sunflower field or whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, aside from that, there's nothing that would tell you this movie's in 1969. Except those fucking awesome chops on Judd. Oh yeah, <laughs> and those cars, man, those cars even they were mobbing around in. All yeah, of them were badass. <laughs> Dude, the '60s had the best cars. I don't yeah, know why did. everything oh, looks like man. trash now. <laughs> the car he was driving around in. Oh yeah. man, that was sweet and it was pristine. And I was happy was they didn't they didn't destroy it. <laughs> yeah, that. It, Side note, and I, I've gone on this little rant before, but all cars look the same now, man. Can we not just like get some '60s remodel styles or something with some newer features? That would be cool as shit. Can we not? Do, well, why? Why were we not doing that? They those Chargers, they look tough when you look at them. I don't like the rear. Looks, yeah, I don't hate the Chargers. Or the, Dodge does a pretty good job. They've got the Challengers are good too. Yeah, but that's that's about it, man. Everything else looks kind of like a bubble. Or a toaster. <laughs> anyway. How about Pet Cemetery Bloodlines? How about Pet Cemetery Bloodlines? <laughs> um, that's ah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was cool to explore the mythos. I I like getting some backstory. Um, it, it, but it's it's kind of like an obscure Star Wars movie where you're where you're digging into the history yeah. of stuff. And uh, maybe it's not that good of a movie, but they at least give you some good information. And we didn't even get any pod racing, Phil. Yeah, I I wish, <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it, I wish it, I wish it was better. But Fair it did enough. inspire me to go back and watch some more Pet Cemetery stuff. So at least it's got that going for it, which is nice. <laughs> oh, you're a better man than me. You went back and you and Nez went back and watched the remake. All yeah, right. I wasn't that bad, man. I didn't hate it. I like, I, I love John Lithgow. <laughs> I want, I wanted to see if. They did their homework, and because yeah. what was going on in, the, in that one. Well, you they, got your answer, Nez. They didn't that even. They didn't no. even try. <laughs> they didn't even try. <laughs> so well, what I, if? What if this was its own thing, and the next movie they do is a different pet cemetery, like a different timeline. But they already have the they, Jed character. They need to, man. It's, it's too late. Idea. No, I mean it, Halloween here with seventeen thousand timelines, or what? And you know what? We watched them all. Yeah, we did. Yes, yeah. we did. <laughs> well, and that was another problem I have with this movie because, like, the 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 other stories in Pet Cemetery were pretty succinct and like contained, you know. And and this yeah. one, it just had so many inconsistencies about everything. Like even the even the scenes when like people are chasing them or whatever. It, uh, th- there were a whole lot of moments where I'm like, why are you doing that? You know, <laughs> like somebody's chasing you and you're like running and falling down and not picking up any weapons or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. At, like the chick in the hospital, she like runs past a bunch of sticks and brooms and all kinds of junk that she could have used to fend this girl off with a fucking scalpel that's this big. Yeah. Well, I didn't understand <laughs> why she came after her in the hospital in the first place. Also true. And then how did she end up in the other hallway? I don't know. Is she a ghost now? I think so, yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> teleportation powers. 
<laughs> I don't think that's how this works. Well, you also become super strong, too, when you come back from the dead. I guess so, because <laughs> sure. Timmy was walking all backwards and doing his weird shit, man. Right. <laughs> he, she she picked her up with that cane. Yeah. <laughs> she might, what, maybe a buck ten? Wet? So, I don't know. So much, for the, so much for the sheriff saying, well, they're dead. They're all messed up. <laughs> well, I guess then, that mythos is out the window. Elliot had that moment where he like uh, uh-huh. he he uh, was it was it Timmy that he beat down I can't remember or he shot okay. him or something he was laying Super on the ground strange. and then he like he drops his gun and turns around and is like are you okay let me talk to you for five minutes while this guy behind me fucking gets up and stabs me with the shotgun which makes no sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, super strength. I guess he was just he was a dump. Finish them fucking off, man. You got them on the ropes. <laughs> it's like Every they time. took they, they took what they had from the first one and the original and just it's all right. It's a it's a a, a prequel. It's on a, a streaming site. It's not in the theater. Let's just I let's just give there. you gore, blood, and gore. Yeah. I, I kind of I kind of agree with you. I feel like they don't think we're gonna pay attention to the the little the little things. Let's just give you a movie, slap well, Pet Cemetery on it. You're gonna watch it because you probably have our streaming service. Yeah. Well, then this this director damn well better not write a a Star Trek sequel or Lance. You're not <laughs> you're not getting a Star. They'll Trek be roasted sequel. on a spit. No shit. With their inconsistencies in this one, they try to fuck around with yeah. Star Trek. They're gonna get burned. <laughs> well, I hope they don't mess up the good bur- the good burger too. When that comes oh, out. Boy. You guys you guys ready for scores? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charles, what do you think? Well, first, thank you for enlightening me that it was a prequel to the remake. Because when I was yeah. watching it, I didn't have that in mind. And I think I, you know, as I was excruciating myself through that film, <laughs> uh, had I had that in mind, maybe I wouldn't have been so harsh on it. Uh, I certainly feel that it established the time period with the music, guys. Um, and, I, and I'm going to give it some, okay. some credibility for that. Um, even though they absolutely phoned it in, I loved seeing Duchovny in it. I loved Pam Greer. She can do no wrong. And uh, and Elliot, Henry Thomas were all just – it's fun to see them on the screen in whatever they're doing. Um, so there's a few points for that. But um, but I didn't enjoy the movie. I just wanted to enjoy it. And I yeah. Yeah. enjoy it. And, I, for, you know, I give it a three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. All right. Three and a half. Kevin, what do you think? I'll go over a few points. I'll give it a six. Wow. Okay. That's <laughs> better than I expected. I, I can't go any higher, but I'll give it a six. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll watch it again. Okay. Brian, what do you think? I'm right there in the middle. I'll give it a five. Uh, I, I like the cast, even though I agree they didn't really do, they didn't utilize the cast as much as they should have. Uh, some of the there was some good practical effects in there, um, but the inconsistencies with the story just kind of just I, I I didn't like it. They like Ned said they didn't do their homework. Uh, I, I like Jelly Bean though. Oh Jelly yeah, Jelly Bean's awesome. <laughs> All right, I'll round it up to a four. Jelly Bean. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. I will I say that that's a consistent thing in all. The pet cemetery movies is who whoever the, these animals are and their their trainers they all 
do fantastic jobs. They look creepy in the movie. And yeah, that's probably the only one of the good things I could say about the movie. I did like but the I, cat in the the remake. I did like yeah. that cat. That oh cat, yeah, that cat was pretty awesome in the remake. That yeah. cat passed away recently. Oh. Rest in peace. Yeah. And uh, the but, fucking dog in Pet Cemetery too, by the way, was gorgeous. Oh, Zowie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the red eyes, huh? <laughs> but yeah, this is this is kind of middle of the road for me. So five. Fair enough. All right, Lance, what do you think? It was. Uh, I'm I'm there with Charles. It's three and a half. It's about about one third good. It visually it. It had some good looks to it. It was filmed okay, but soundtrack was decent. But yeah, other than that, not much to write home about. All right, three and a third. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thirty-three and a third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I think. I, I think I'm gonna go five with Brian. I, th- I yeah, think it's makes about sense. half good. Like, I, there's. I feel it's frustrating because, like, like I said, I think there's a good movie there. And they just yeah like gotcha stumbled you know yeah it's it's like they they had a set idea of what they wanted the movie to be and then they just was like well let's add this and let's add that yeah mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I think that's when it got kind of jumbled you know let, let's add this special yeah. group that watches over the pet cemetery that will they will never be brought up ever again in any of the other movies <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck are these people. <laughs> Well, they killed everyone off except for Judd, and he didn't listen. <laughs> yeah, didn't learn much, did he? No. All right. Well, Charles, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, throw out a couple of links, man. Where where can people find you? Well, there's the Book of Top Ten Horror Lists, which can be found at bookoftop10horrorlist.com. Or, Makes or sense. On, or on Amazon. The one that doesn't make sense is True Ghost. Stories of Connecticut, which is on www.paranormalconnecticut.com. Dracula Tour to Transylvania, www.dractours.com. Can you sign up for the tours there? You you can uh, read all about it and get in touch with me. Uh, The numbers are there, the emails, all that stuff. And then uh, coming up November 11th and 12th, the Salem Paranormal Horror and... uh, convention whatever it is in salem <laughs> in salem mass with a, really a lot of cool um you know guests and fun stuff and you get to hang out with me and what, what you know like this makes it fun guys i love hanging out with you and uh, talking movies this was yeah, a appreciate you coming on. i gotta write another book so i can come back again <laughs> oh you can come yeah. back before then yeah anytime anytime you, you- you can come back next week, Bam. We're doing a Halloween four <laughs> commentary. <laughs> Those are We're always fun. Put you in a corner. <laughs> Halloween fourteen bloodlines makes no <laughs> its own concept and has no connection with any of the others. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Horror Returns. You can reach us at thehorrorreturns.com or uh, email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Next week, uh, like I said, it's it's going to be commentary week. So, of course, uh, Sean is going to be joining us. But uh, I don't know, guys. This is shaping up. This could turn into something. I uh, I, I got a call from Al today. And, oh, awesome. uh, Come to find out he, he grew up in the town that HJ and I are moving to in florida so we've already 
We've already that's we've already what's started, wrong with him. <laughs> yeah, we've already started talking. So uh, he may be jumping on the commentary. Uh, Tavares has reached out. Uh, he's he's one of our honorary hosts. Uh, Pedro has reached out. One of our honorary hosts. Nez, I'm sure you'll be there next week for Halloween Four commentary. Uh, I don't think I'm going anywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna have an impromptu THR Halloween party. So. Philip, until the horror returns again. Good night. So, of course, uh, Sean is going to be joining us, but uh, I don't know, guys. This is shaping up. This could turn into something. I uh, I, I got a call from Al today, <laughs> and oh, awesome. uh, come to find out, he he grew up in the town that HJ and I are moving to in Florida. <laughs> so we've already. <laughs> We've already That's we've already what's started, wrong with him. <laughs> yeah, we've already started talking. So uh, he may be jumping on the commentary. Uh, Tavares has reached out. Uh, he's he's one of our honorary hosts. Uh, Pedro has reached out. One of our honorary hosts. Nez, I'm sure you'll be there next week for Halloween Four commentary. Uh, I don't think I'm going anywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna have an impromptu THR Halloween party. So. Philip, until the horror returns again. Good night.